the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. And as we launch today's episode, we're working under this title, The Maturity of Childlike Faith. The Maturity of Childlike Faith. So I do some research about the church and try to keep a little bit of a pulse on what's happening And there's a report out by Barna that says that 20% of Christian adults are involved in some sort of discipleship activity, 20%. So if you think about Christian adults, people that claim to be Christian that are going to church, Barna has found that one in five are participants in a discipleship endeavor. So here's what he defines as a discipleship endeavor or a discipleship activity. If you attend some sort of Sunday school class or some sort of small group, or if you meet with a a spiritual mentor of some type or some kind, or if you are connected with studying the Bible in a group of some sort or reading uh, and discussing a Christian book where you're gathering with other people. So one in five people are practicing discipleship activities defined this way. I find that fascinating. That means eight out of every 10 are not participating in discipleship activities, eight of 10 Christians. What's interesting about that is we, the title, the maturity of childlike faith. Sometimes we are not childlike, we are more childish because we've not gained the maturity. So maturity comes and not being childish, but in having the faith like a child, childlike faith. So I'm going to read several uh, statements that contrast childlike faith with childish faith, and then we'll break them down here during the show. So childish faith me it would say good Christians don't have pain or disappointment, but childlike faith says God uses our pain and disappointment to make us better Christians. Childish faith would say God helps those who help themselves. But childlike faith says God can only begin to help those who admit their own helplessness. So childish faith says God always answers prayer. But childlike faith says God answers, but sometimes with a no or with a wait. 
childish faith says faith that is uh, faith will help us always understand what God is doing. But childlike faith will help us understand that God is sovereign, even if we don't know what he's doing. Childish faith says the closer we get to God, the more perfect we become. But childlike faith says the closer we get to God, the more we are aware we become uh, that we're. I'll read that again. The closer we get to God, the more aware we become of our own sinfulness. Two more. Childish faith says mature Christians don't struggle with tough questions or they don't struggle with doubt. But mature Christians would say that we wrestle honestly with tough questions because we trust that God has the answer. So last one. Childish faith says Good Christians are always strong. Childlike faith says our strength is found in admitting our weakness. So the maturity of childlike faith. When we talk about that, some people operate with what I call a hakuna matata faith. They say it's no worries. If you're a believer, it is problem free. You just speak it and the problem is gone. When disappointed, I've heard Christians act as if disappointment comes because I did something wrong. I'm only disappointed because I did something wrong. Or I'm disappointed because as a Christian, I'm just called to suffer. Or I over-spiritualize the pain and make it over-spiritual. It might be spiritual, but it might not. See, God will not eliminate the pain in your life. But what we learn with a child like faith that brings maturity, is God works not only in, but through the pain. I want us to remember what what Job faced and all the pain and all of the loss. Even his wife said, just curse God and die. But somehow he held strong and he was faithful to God through his pain because he had the maturity of a childlike faith, trusting that God would answer. Another way to look at this is, I mentioned this, that sometimes childish faith says God helps those who help themselves. You know, that thinking is based on me. It's based on my own ability, my own effort. If I do the work, then God will help me. I mean, why would he help me if I don't do the work? But a childlike faith in God, it recognizes that God works when we realize that we can't do it on our own. Where We actually need God. I'm helpless without him. In my own strength, I'm nothing. It's only through him that I can do anything through Christ who gives strength. I also think about about prayer. As I mentioned this in the contrast today, as we talk about the maturity of childlike faith, sometimes we think that if we just pray it, we pray long enough, loud enough, hard enough, that God will give us our own answer to our own prayer. And we say, it's my desire. God gives me the desire of my heart. So it has to be true. And what we realize is that we've not necessarily aligned our desires with God or submitted to him or counted the cost of discipleship. See, sometimes when God answers prayer, he tells us no. Or sometimes he tells us not yet. So God will answer prayer, but it's not always according to our own human fleshly desires. Another thought when I think about childish faith, is we think that that faith would say, I can I mean I know I'm mature because I I know that I'll I'll see what God's doing and I'll understand everything. 
But that's not actually true. There are many things that happen in life that we may never understand. I think of Abraham, who was promised to have as many descendants as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. You know, he never saw that promise come true. It wasn't until after he died that that promise was realized. And yet Abraham was a man of mature faith. Because even though his circumstances and his moment and his own limitations saw one thing, God was still at work. It's like Joseph. Joseph knew that he could not go wrong doing the right thing, even if he was thrown in prison for behaving with morality and biblical character. So I can remember one time I was in Bible college and and God miraculously provided a way for me to pay my college bill. And I, I really toiled. I prayed. I had to have faith that God would provide. And there's a whole miracle story on how God provided. But later on in life, my wife and I were expecting a child and we were working in the church world and the district where we were working changed insurance companies. And we suddenly were without insurance, even though we were expecting a baby. And you know what? I prayed about that, and my I was a youth pastor at the time, and my, my youth group saw me praying, and, and they said, wow, you sure have faith. And, and there's part of me that I felt like I didn't have faith because I would just struggle wondering, how are we going to pay for, for having this baby? But I also remember how God miraculously provided in Bible college. And so my take was, even though it's hard, and even though I don't see, I, I know God will will take care of me, but I'm going to keep calling. I'm going to keep being a good steward. And and miraculously, God provided for us. That's not the point of the story. But I had to have faith that God would be at work, even though I didn't understand or see what he was doing. What's interesting, too, about childish faith is we think that the, the longer we're Christian, the more perfect we become, the more sin-free we become. But the truth is, the closer we are to God— the more aware we are of the sin in our life that separates us from God. The more important it becomes for us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And so these are things in our life that it's not about being perfect. It's about being close, close to Christ. See, this whole idea of the faith, mature faith, childlike faith, the whole idea of faith is to know who God is and and be vulnerable enough for him to know you. But what I like about comparing and contrasting childish faith with childlike faith is childish faith thinks that maturity means you have all the answers, that you understand how it all works, that that there's no more confusion, that all of the mature people in the Lord have so much confidence in knowing what's going on. And, and you know, it's really not the case. See, mature Christians can wrestle with not knowing the answers. There, there might be questions that, that we wrestle with as, as mature believers, thinking what really is the biblical response? And, and we begin to explore it, not thinking that we have all of the answers. In fact, a sign of maturity is the humility to think, I don't have all the answers. So we begin to explore God's word, and we discover the truth of his word, and we see the lessons that are taught, and then and then we must observe what we learn. And so it's aligning our belief system, our actions, with this discovered truth that's in God's Word. This is the idea of mature, childlike faith, the maturity of childlike faith. 
So we're going to take a break here, and then I'll be back and continue the discussion on the maturity of childlike faith. And I'll talk through another comparison of childish and childlike faith, and we'll explore a little bit deeper other topics that relate to childlike faith. But I want you to keep listening now to Your Discipleship Coach. Thank you so much for being engaged. You're listening now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Well, I'm back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about the topic of the maturity of childlike faith. And we started to look at this contrast of childish faith with childlike faith. And we know that God uses our perspective to further us along in the faith. And we actually went through six contrasts, if you were to count them, at the front end of the show. But now I want to talk through one more, and then I'll I'll open up the conversation a little more broadly. But I think about it like this. Childish faith can think that good Christians are always strong. So we think that no matter what, they're always strong. But childlike faith describes that we find strength in weakness. And here's what that means. If it's about us being strong, then we're resting in our own ability and in our own might. But if we know that in our weakness, Christ is strong, then we know that our reliance is not found in how much we know. Our strength is not found in how much experience that we have. In fact, the truth is our strength comes by admitting our weakness and acknowledging the strength of Jesus. And so there's a key difference between childish faith and childlike faith. So childish faith is immature, but maturity comes in childlike faith. In the fact that like a child, we trust the Father It's about the Father knowing. It's about the Father providing. It's about the Father giving insight. And it's not so much about how strong we are. It's about how strong He is. And that's why discipleship uh, can be described in a few different ways. One of the ways is that discipleship is a following or a followership. You know, discipleship, when I think about maturing as a childlike faith— You know, the goal is not just to be an expert or a leader. The goal of the faith is to know how to follow Jesus, to rehearse his ways, to walk in humility. A lot of uh, the idea of being a Christ follower is completely contradictory to a top-down, large-and-in-charge approach to life. And so, Our faith, Christianity, if you will, is about following Jesus. It's not about being the leader. It's about surrendering to the leader. I even say it like this. We should not just be leaders. We should be lead followers. (laughs) And so that's just a different way to look at it. But in addition to describing the faith as a 
followership. The faith is also uh, built within what's called a know and be known model. The idea of the faith is to have enough pursuit of God that we can know him. So what I what do I mean by that? That we're familiar with the words that are in the Bible, that we identify the voice of God because we spend time with him, that we practice not based on the goodness of our heart, but on the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's about knowing who God is. But it's also this vulnerability to allowing God to search your heart and truly expose the, the pain points, the sin points, the, the weaknesses in our life, because in our weaknesses, uh, we know that Christ's strength is, is, is brought to the surface. And so the idea is to follow him, but it's not just to follow him and say, no, I'm a Christian. It's to, to give the effort to know him and pursue him. But it doesn't stop there. So we become followers, and then we give this effort to know him and be known by him. But the assignment then is to share him, to take the message of the gospel and share it to the ends of the earth. This is our assignment. When I think about this, the maturity of of, uh, childlike faith, the idea is that that we want to grow in him. And there are four important components, if you will, to being a strong disciple. There's really many ways to, to look at it. So here's one way to look at four powerful thoughts. Here are the four uh, pieces that are important. Number one, the Bible. Number two, the family of God. Number three, the spirit of God. And number four, the mission of God. So when you think about the Bible, you cannot be a Christ follower without the word of God. The Bible is the inspired word of God with timeless application. Psalm 119.11 says this, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's taking the word of God and making it part of you, you, your soul, of the depths of your life. And when God's word becomes part of our identity, it keeps us from sin. So discipleship always involves the word of God. I mean, after all, the word became flesh, Jesus, and dwelt among us. The Bible is the word of God. But also it's the family, not the, the also important piece is the family of God. See, relationships are essential in disciple-making. There are disciples who are in relationship with disciple-makers, but the Spirit of God, God is part of that relationship. See, Jesus' method, above all, was a relational method. In the Gospels, we learn that he walked and talked and spent time, experienced life with his disciples. It's not about attending a class. It's about being in relationship. So we need the family of God, we need the Word of God, but we also need the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the great agent of transformation in a disciple-making relationship. The Spirit of God is who convicts a person of sin and draws us to a place of faith in the Lord. Think about what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So we need the Spirit of God, the Bible, the family of God, the Spirit of God, and of course, the mission of God. 
Go and make disciples of the whole world. Be a disciple-making disciple. We need, if we want to be a disciple, we need the Bible, the Word of God. We need the family of God because we're not meant to do it alone. We need the Spirit of God to be our lead, and then we need to rally around the mission of God. You know, every one of us lives life of discipleship and stages. We, we start off by recognizing God and we admit our sin and we have this joy of new life in Christ. And then we move to sort of a spiritual growth vein where we begin to grow in the Lord and practice some disciplines like praying or reading the Bible. And we, we can move into another stage where we're, where we become productive and we serve and we give and we're part of a, a church and we're, we're thinking about other people. And then we take this journey inward. And oftentimes when we reflect about our life and how separate we are from God in our own humanity, we hit this wall. And some people get stuck at the wall and they walk away from the Lord. But the idea is that we would hit a journey outward. And after we wrestle with our own humanity, the next stage is so if you're wrestling, get ready for the next stage. It's accepting who you are in Christ and allowing him to work in your life. And you can grow in him that finally we hit this last stage where we live a life fully devoted to the Lord, a life of love, a life of mission, a life for Christ. Today, if you're there facing that wall, I want you to know that there's hope on the other side of that wall. If you feel defeated that you've tried the faith and you've worked to know who Christ is and you just can't make sense of it all, I want to encourage you to stay in there and keep asking the questions. You're supposed to ask questions. Don't feel like you need to do it alone, but explore the truth. Look at the Word of God and see what it says. Begin to practice those truths that you discover in the Word of God by faith. And let's see if God's Word is true. He said He would honor His Word, and I believe that to be the case. Really, as you listen today, you might think, I could use some help. I don't necessarily have a friend. I'd love to work with a discipleship coach that can help me explore my own faith in Christ. If that's you, I want you to visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and let me know. And We want to partner with you. Maybe you're curious about coaching in any area of your life. It might be discipleship or spiritual. It could be personal. It could be a business area in your life. Any area. If you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can take our free coaching readiness questionnaire, you fill that out. I personally will get back with you and and look for a way to partner with you as a coach. I would love to, to be part of your life, of your business, your spiritual life, your discipleship coach. Just visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and let us know. You can also follow the show or you can follow us on the podcast. Just search for Your Discipleship Coach. But so much, I want to say thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or just invest in yourself through personal development opportunities, just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, as always, I'm so thankful that you've listened in. I count it a privilege uh, for you to hear this message, and I feel like I'm a part of your life. I want you to know that I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? 
You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.